And I'm going to record this. And uh, again, this is going to be in Matthew chapter 24. But before we get to Matthew 24, I got to set the table for you just a little bit. Let me give Oscar my signal to change that slide to the first one. That was my auction sign. I do it just like that when I'm at an auction. It's, you know, that guy I call out. But here we're going to look at right here in Revelations chapter 9, verses 15 and 16. And we can read this together. It says, so, so for the four angels who have been prepared for the hour and day and month and year were released to kill a third of mankind. Now the number of the army of the horsemen was 200 million. I heard the number of them. Now, interesting to say that these angels that were captured were captured. These angels were, were, were caught in the Euphra- beneath the Euphrates River. But the number is what we're looking at. The number of this army was 200 million. And then according to today's statistics and military numbers, according to what I have researched, according to China's numbers, including every man and woman in a militia and every man and woman that could fight in China, they have a 200 million man army. They have almost as many people in their army as we have living in the United States of America. So we see that this prophecy is now ready to be fulfilled. That this is a possibility. When John penned that on the Isle of Patmos, there probably wasn't that many people on the planet Earth. But today it's a reality. This is a present reality. And right now we see the assembly of these people. When you're looking at prophecy, you have to look at Israel. You have to watch Jerusalem. You have to watch Israel. Right now we have a military might of not only the Chinese, but the Russians and also Iran. And you take all their numbers and you combine them together. And these would be the forces that would come down the Euphrates River and engage against God's people. That's what the scripture says. And they have the capability of bringing those kinds of numbers. The next scripture that we're just setting the table... 2 Peter 3 and 10, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens, I want you to look at that, not heaven, but the heavens. That is a very key word in this scripture because heavens, according to the apostle Paul, there are three. There is this heaven right here, and then there's heavens celestial, and then there is heaven. So there is two heavens, one and two, here and in space, and then beyond is heaven. But the scripture says, Peter says, the heavens, the elements, as he's going to say, shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements, we all know what that is, shall melt with fervent heat, the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Now, we know that the capability of this happening is ultimately in the hands of man right now. Will God perform it that way is yet to be seen. But the United States alone has the capability of destroying the earth hundreds of times over. With a loud noise, with fervent heat, where the elements would be burned up. Setting the table for you going on. In Zechariah 14.12, a lot of theologians believe this to be the result of a hydrogen bomb. And this shall be the plague wherewith the Lord shall smite all the people that have fought against Jerusalem. Their flesh shall consume away while they stand upon their feet. Look at that right there. Their flesh shall stand away while they consume, uh, and consume away while they stand upon their feet. Their eyes shall consume away in their holes and their tongue shall consume away in their mouth. While they're standing there. 
Do you see the word, what it says? And this shall be the plague. Now what would a man of antiquity call something like this that he's being shown by God? Now, I was telling the brother back there, as we walk in the Word together, you've got to look at the Word with the understanding that they had back then, not what you know today. In order to understand what they're pinning, what they're saying, you have to use their culture to understand their culture. This is where a lot of Bible students go bad. We try to understand it with today's mindset and with the culture in which we live in. And a lot of times it just won't make sense to you. So you have to discern it with what they knew and what they were doing back then. So what would a man of antiquity call something that he's seen so horribly happen as someone standing there and they just melt as they're standing there? Well, we know that a hydrogen bomb can do that. It takes away all the oxygen in the air and it doesn't just blow you to pieces. You just disintegrate. Next slide. I want to bring this up to you. This is a very confusing scripture to a lot of people. When preachers preach this, but as the days of Noah were. Notice I underlined that. But as the days of Noah were. Very interesting scripture. Now we look at this and we go, well, people were just living everyday life. They were marrying, drinking, and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came. And we looked at that and people, a lot of the times the understanding will be, well, just people were just living their lives. and they, Well, that, yes, is true, but there's more to this. So what were the days of Noah? The days of Noah, the Scripture says, the days of Noah were filled with violence. They were filled with violence. The days of Noah were a time when the, the Bible says that God was going to destroy the earth. You can go to the next slide. God was going to destroy the earth because of the violence that was in the land. If you read the scripture where this talks about what was going on in Noah's day. It says, and God saw the wickedness of man in Genesis chapter 6 verse 5 through 13. And that man's sin was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was evil continually. And I'd say we're there today. And I forget the statistics, uh, uh, and there are statistics on everything, but the statistics of average, how many seconds does a man think a sinful thought? It would blow your mind. But the scripture says, every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Man can do almost anything today. We can clone people. We come up with chips. We can send people to the moon. We can, we can process millions of bits of information with send or click of your phone. Everything that a man has imagined to do, he can do. This was going on. So when we bypass the days of Noah as the days of Noah were, let me just stop there for just a second and give you guys a real lesson of what was going on in Noah's day. And look at where we're at today. It says, And it repented the Lord that He had ever made man on the earth, and it grieved Him in His heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and every creeping thing, and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. Man had become so disgraceful in the eyes of God that it repented God that He made man back in the days pre-flood. 
But the Bible says, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generation. And Noah walked with God. And Noah begat three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, which are the, 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 the generators of the, both the, the, the Israelites, the Gentiles, and the folks of the Arab nations. Those are the three Races that come from the three sons. The earth was also corrupt before God, and the earth, verse 11, was filled with violence. Filled with violence. That's what the days of Noah were, brothers and sisters. It wasn't that people was just having a good time living their life. The earth was filled with violence. And listen to what it says here. And God said unto Noah, the end of all flesh is come before me. Underscore this, for the earth is filled with violence. Through, and it says, the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy the earth. Now, this is the 2017 crime clock statistics through the FBI. This is in 2017. A violent crime in the United States of America occurs under 25 seconds every 25 seconds. Now, brothers and sisters, that's one that's been reported. That ain't the wife that's been beaten that never calls. I dare to say it's a lot quicker than that. But look at these statistics. A murder every 30 minutes. There's been several people murdered in the course of us just having this service. And probably more so than that, that people don't even know about. I would dare say that's probably half that. A rape every three, almost four minutes. A rape. Someone's raped. This is 2017. A robbery every 1.7 minutes. One aggravated assault every 40 seconds. That's reported. These are reported statistics. They're lower than, I'm telling you, it's, it's much lower than this. Look at this. A property crime occurred every 4 seconds. Imagine that. How can you say we are not exactly like that generation of Noah? How can God look at the United States of America? This is not even global. How can God look at the United States of America and say, yep, that's a Christian nation? How can we escape judgment? How can we say that we are not like it was in the days of Noah? These stats show the extreme evil that has invaded our lands. This is the result of hearts that have not been turned to God, but have turned away from God. This is a sleepy time church in a very wide awake world. Statistics. In Luke 17, you can go on to the next one here. Also as it was in the days of Lot. Now we're going to look at the days of Lot. See, again, it's very redundant, but it says the same thing. 
They bought, they sold, they planted, they built it. The same day that Lot went out of Sodom. Sodom is where we get the word sodomy from. Which is a sexually illicit crime. To be sodomized. That's where we get that word from. Is the town of sodomy. So to skip over this. To skip over Noah's day and Lot's day. So let's take a look at this. What did the scripture say was going on in the days of Lot? And let's see if we match that as a world. But look at this. The same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus it shall be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. We can read over that just laissez-faire and not make any sense out of what that said. Oh, let me, let me tell you. What was the days of Lot like? Let me just read something for you. I'm going to read to you some days of Lot. I'm going to read eight verses out of Genesis 19. I want you to listen very carefully to what was going on in the days of Lot. What was Sodom like? So if this is indicative of what Jesus is saying the world will be like, you tell me. And there came two angels to Sodom at evening, and Lot sat at the gate of Sodom. Now this was supposed to have been a righteous man. Abraham's family. And Lot, seeing them, rose to meet them and bowed himself and his face toward the ground. And he said, Behold, now my lords, turn in, I pray you, into your servant's house and tarry all night and wash your feet and rise up early and go your way. And they said, Nay, but we will abide in the street all night because Lot knew what the streets were like in Sodom. And he didn't want these angels being out there at night. Is there some places that you don't like going in the middle of the night? Because you fear for your life? Your safety? Is there places that you wouldn't recommend your children go? Lot was trying to talk them out of this. And he pressed upon them greatly and they turned in unto him and entered into his house and he made them a feast and did bake unleavened bread and they did eat. They, he had angelic visitors come to his house. But before they lay down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, compassed the house round both old and young and all the people from every quarter. Sodomites. And they called unto Lot and said unto him, Where are the men which came into thee this night? Bring them out unto us that we may know them. The New King James Version of the NLT. All render that that we may rape them. They didn't want to get to know him, have a nice little chat and a spot of tea. They wanted to rape the men, the angels. So it will be as it was in the days of Sodom. Vast, illicit sexual behavior being conducted. Turn your TV on and you're going to see a commercial with these folks on it. It's being promoted. And if you speak against it, you're a hate person. Let me be one because I'm going to tell you, I preach the Word of God and I don't care to please man. I please God in what I preach and I'm going to preach against sin every day of my life. That's how I preach. I don't care to put me in jail. I'm going to tell you what's sin and I'm going to preach the Word of God to you. I'm strong that way, folks. I don't patty cake with the devil. I'm a reality preacher and I'm going to tell you how it is right in the Word of God.
And these men, listen to what Lot done. And Lot went out at the door and shut the door after him. Now there's this mob of Sodomites wanting to bust in his door and rape the angels of the Lord. Now the angels of the Lord, if you're a biblical scholar, you'll find out, you'll soon see, that most angels, all angels, are masculine. There's really no rendering of female angels. There's an alluding to one maybe. But all angels, Gabriel, Michael, are all masculine in nature. These were men. Looked like men. Listen to what Lot said. Listen to what Lot said. It will be as it was in the days of Lot. He went out the door and he said, Brethren, what? Would you call those people brothers? His mind was twisted. Because the Bible says, it tells us, evil communications corrupts good manners. Who you put yourself around can definitely have an effect on you. The Scripture says, come out from among them, my people, and be ye a separate people. Whatever happened to holiness with the people of God? We're not better than anybody. We don't look down on anybody. But listen, it's hard enough to fight your fallen nature and be, and be buds with the fallen world. You will fall. It's very difficult. Lot opens the door, goes out to these sodomites and says, Brethren, really? I would have never called them that. And he said, I pray you, brethren, do not do so wickedly. Behold, now listen to what his compromise was. He says, I have these two daughters which have never known a man. I'm going to give them to you and you do whatever you want to with them. Really? Really? You see, we just skipped over all that. But here's the thing. It was as it was in the days of Lot. It will be as it was in the... Are we there? Absolutely. Not too many years ago, a mob of people raped a woman right there in Central Park. Happens every day. We just skipped over all that. But here's the thing. If you read the text properly and look at what it's saying, that's everyday life. They were eating and drinking and giving in marriage when all this stuff's going on. That's everyday that is everyday life? You accept that as everyday life in your community? Do you accept that? Is that everyday life to have a life that's filled with violence? Is that everyday life? You're eating, drinking, giving in marriage and having a good old time while all them crimes were being committed around you and nothing's being said, nothing's being done, no preaching of holiness and righteousness to the people. What's wrong with us? That's every day. That's what they were doing. Jesus said the world that will be in the last days will be like Lot's days. Amen. They'll be eating, drinking, and giving in marriage, but that's what their society will be like. Welcome to the last days. Welcome. You're smack dab right in the middle of warfare with the devil. Next slide, brother.
Now let's get to Matthew. Now that you understand, now that we've kind of set the table of where we're at, the question, are we living in the last days? Are we? Well, let's take a look at what the Scripture says. In Matthew chapter 24, and I'm going to go there real quick. I want to read these, this to you. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple. Now, before we understand Matthew 24, you've got to read Matthew 23. Matthew 23, he lit the religious leaders up. I mean, he jacked them up in chapter 23. You go in chapter 23 and read all the woes. I'm going to preach on them one of these days. All the woes that Jesus preached to the religious leaders of His day. I mean, He messed them up. And the disciples' hearts were and their ears were still burning from the things that He said to them. You know, He called them, he called them all kinds of things. You false prophets, He says to them. He goes, you're a brood of vipers. You, 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 make a, you go out and, and you, try to, you try to make a proselyte, you'll travel the world and make him twice the son of hell that you are. You're nothing but a whitewashed tomb, he said to him. You're full of dead men's bones. You look good on the outside, but on the inside you're dead. You demand people do things that you don't do. You tell them what to do, but you don't do it. You're a false prophet. You kill the prophets that God sends to you. He lit them up. He was not easy on them. You read it. Little Jesus, meek and mild? No. Carpenter Jesus jacking some folks up and telling them how it was. That's what He did. The disciples now, they have left the temple. Now they're, they're, they're wandering through the streets here and they're, 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 they're asking Jesus questions. Their hearts are burning within them. They heard Him just what He had to say. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple and His disciples came to Him to show them the buildings of the temple. They were, they were filled with consternation at what Jesus was getting, what he was going to tell them. And Jesus said to them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, verily is truly. Truly I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. That prophecy was fulfilled in AD 70. Right. Nero burnt Jerusalem up. And then was blaming it on the Christians. To be a Christian back there was to live a back then was to live a very perilous life. The 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 the, the fulfillment of the scripture was this: the fire inside of, of the temple was plated with pure gold. And as the fire burnt Jerusalem, it melted the gold gold in the temple. And the gold in the temple, according to the and according to the, um, the the historians, the gold in the temple went down in between every crack of every block. And the only way the looters could give it out get it out was to remove one stone from another. And all the stones were removed. Now the, the disciples was looking at this and they were wondering within their heart, well, if there's going to be a Messiah and if He's going to come, how can a Messiah come, Jesus, if, if He's not going to be the one to be in the temple? If there's no Jerusalem, no temple for Him to go to. It just blew their mind. Because once again, they had it wrong. They were talking to Him. 
It wasn't the temple of God. It wasn't Israel and the freedom of Israel from the Romans is why the Messiah would come. As I said last week, he came to free you from the binds of sin and Satan and the grave. How could this be? They wondered in their hearts. After Nero burned Jerusalem to the ground and destroyed it, the looters came, removed every block one from another until there was no temple. Amazing. Jesus forecasted it and it happened just as He said. Four and five. And Jesus answered and said unto them, listen to this, it will be a time of deception. And I'm going to end here. That the last days will be a days like it was in Lot's day. We talked about that. It will be as it was in the days of Noah. We talked about that. And it will be a day of mass deception. Where people will not be taught the truth. Where pastors will be afraid of their congregation. And they'll preach to them having itching ears. Things they want to hear. Thank God I come to a church that's not like that. Thank you Lord for directing my path to be here with you. A people that's used to hearing truth. Take heed that no man deceives you. He's going to say the word deception throughout Matthew 24 several times. Because it's easy to be deceived these days because there's so many, even though Christianity has been around so long, there are few people that know the Bible. I've, I've talked to people who want to argue Scripture. I don't argue Scripture with people. I tell you what I know and what the Scripture says and it stands on its own. I have nothing as which to put on top of that. But I've never seen so many Bible scholars that's never read the Bible in my life. I've heard people say that. I've heard people tell me, spare the rod, spoil the child. It's in the Bible. It is not. That's not in the Bible. Now it does say, beat the child with a rod, it shall not die. I had that hanging in my children's bedroom. <laughs> it does say, foolishness is bound in the heart of the child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from them. It does say that. But it does not say, spare the rod, spoil the child. Interesting. We hear those things, but they're not there. For many shall come in my name. Listen to this. This isn't people coming to say they're Jesus. That's a misinterpretation of that. He's saying there's going to be people coming saying that he is the Christ. There are preachers that's going to come and say Jesus is Lord. And they're going to be hard to detect. And shall deceive many. Boy, I could call them out by name. You turn on TBN, you turn on some of, these, some of these stations, and it's people claiming that Jesus is Lord, and they're not preaching the gospel at all. Ray Stevens sang a funny song. He said, would Jesus wear a Rolex on his television show? Never seen anything like it. Money and deception. Yachts in the Caribbean. A false gospel. You hear these preachers in these mega churches, they never preach on sin. That's what we need to preach on. People have a sin problem. There's a hell. You never hear that. If you watch somebody or listen to somebody that tells you this is your best day now, let me give you some advice. Turn it off. 
You're listening to a false prophet. We have enough of those. Come to church and listen to Brother Jess preach the gospel. And you'll hear the word. Deception in the last days. I'll give you three examples. The days of Noah, the days of Lot, and deception. We've looked at Peter's forecast of the loud noise and the elements melting with fervent heat. Are we living in the last days, folks? I ask you. Other scripture that I, I'm not ready to preach to you, but I'm going uh, to kind of speak to you just a little bit. But the Bible says we live in perilous times in the end days. Where there will be, listen to me, doctrines of demons. Demonic control of messengers preaching a false message to their congregation. You won't get that here. Deception. Violence. Sodomy. Stand with me.